Social media is a two-way street. It's a platform for conversations. So make sure you respond to comments, ask questions, run polls, just do things that make your audience feel like they're valued and they're heard. Welcome to The Success Club, the podcast where we delve into all things business, marketing, mindset, and how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Shakira Jade, multiple seven-figure business owner and business coach with a passion for helping people succeed and blaze their own trail in business. If you are ready to up-level your skills, your mindset, and step into your next level self, then you've come to the right place. Think of me as your business bestie, as we navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and life. Each week, I'll be taking you through business strategies, along with resources and actionable steps so that you can make your wildest dreams a reality. I invite you to be a part of the Success Club by subscribing to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to tackle an incredibly crucial topic, which is leveraging social media to grow your business. Of course, I couldn't do a marketing series without including social media, as it is one of the most prevalent forms of marketing your business in 2023. We're going to unravel some of the mysteries surrounding social media and the algorithm, and we're going to also explore how to choose the right platforms for your ideal customer. I'm also going to share with you some time-tested strategies that have worked for me and my business to increase my followers and increase my overall sales. I want to preface this by saying I know social media can be a bit of a drag at times. There are aspects of it that are so fun and exciting, but then there are parts that can feel overwhelming And I'm here to help reduce that overwhelm and help you come up with a plan to make social media less stressful and more fun. I'm going to break it down into a simple step-by-step approach that will ensure you know exactly what you're creating, when you're going to create it and how to get it created. I'm also going to help you come up with topics to entice your audience and understand exactly who you are speaking to and what they want to hear. I'm also going to show you how to fill out a content calendar. So that way you're aware of any promos or sales coming up and anything else that may potentially impact your content. I know you guys are going to love this episode because I get asked all the time about social media. And I also have a free download for you that you are not going to want to miss. I also want to be fully transparent when I sat down to plan out these episodes. I thought about social media and I really felt unqualified to speak about social media because I don't consider myself an expert. I don't necessarily think I'm amazing at social media. And so I felt really funny bringing this episode to you guys because I don't feel like an expert on the subject, but I spoke to a couple people about it and I was saying how mentioning how I felt and something I realized is a lot of business owners and even people in marketing that I have spoken to feel the same way. And I think it's because social media is constantly changing. It's always something new. There's a new platform. There's a new way of doing things. Even with videos in my business, we used to do longer form videos that were kind of slow and very detailed. Now everything is fast paced. It's like quick, quick, quick. Even when I'm editing my TikTok videos, I've got to have no gaps in what I'm saying because it just has to be quick because people's attention span is so short. And it's just 
it's always changing. There's always something new. And I think it's quite normal to feel like you never really have a hold on social media, like you never fully understand it and you never fully have it down pat because it's just constantly changing. And there is, of course, so much to social media. As you guys know, if you are creating content, that takes so much time. Editing takes so much time. I don't even want to say that social media is a free or easy option because yes, the apps are free and yes, anybody can go on there and put something out, but to actually create quality content that people are going to want to see, that's going to be entertaining and add value. It does take time and time is one of our most valuable resources. So we want to make sure that if we're spending our time on social media, you know, creating content, putting things out there, we want to make sure we're putting the right things out there so that we're not wasting our time. I also just wanted to say, if you feel overwhelmed by social media or you feel like you don't have a hang of it, don't worry. I feel the exact same way. So we're all in this same boat together. But the purpose of this episode today is just for me to share with you what I've learned and what I've been able to do in my business so far. With my businesses, I haven't had to run the social medias for quite some time. I had my main salon page, which was Hair Candy Extensions, and I was able to grow that to about 15,000 followers on my own, which I was really proud of. And then I had someone take over the social media for the salon. So from that point on, we've grown from 15,000 to 25,000 followers, but that has taken us a very long time, a lot of effort, a lot of consistency to get to that point. And with starting my coaching business, I've had to start completely from scratch. I actually took one of my old accounts that I had for one of my salons that had a few followers on it, and I reactivated that account and switched it to my business account. So I did have a bit of a follower base on there to start, but as I'm finding, it is very challenging to grow your business and to be seen because there is so much out there and people's attention spans are so short at the moment but it is still the number one way that I get clients in my business. It is one of the best ways to put yourself out there. So it's, it's just something you have to do. I know it sucks and I know it can be, you know, challenging and it can be a lot at times, but if you try to reframe it and look at it as like a way to get new clients, a way to put yourself out there and something that you're kind of building for yourself to have a brand and a long-term reputation makes it a little bit easier. Before we get into the episode, if you have a friend in business that is struggling with social media, please send them this podcast. I would love it. And I'd be so eternally grateful if you would forward this podcast onto someone who you think might like it. Let's kick things off with a little fun fact, because I love facts. (laughs) Did you know that as of 2023, there are 4.48 billion active social media users worldwide? So that's more than half of the world's population. So that in itself just shows how important it is to use social media because it's a part of a lot of people's lives. And if you imagine just a fraction of those billions of people being your customers, it's pretty exciting. However, of course, even though there is a lot of people out there, it's not just about reaching those people, but it's about reaching them effectively. And that's where social media ROI enters the picture. If we compare the cost of social media marketing to traditional media, it becomes clear why social media is a better option. In the olden days, not that long ago, a 30 second primetime TV ad could cost you $100,000. But now you can reach the same amount of people on Facebook or Instagram for a fraction of the cost. So in terms of return on investment, 
taking out the the time it involves to create the content and everything like that, it is actually a really cost-effective way to market your business. It's also a little bit challenging because calculating your ROI on social media isn't always a clear cut equation. Sometimes there's tangible and intangible results. So the tangible results might be things like sales or signups or downloads um, or bookings, but an intangible result might be an improved brand reputation, um, customer engagement, or just brand awareness overall. Now, before we get into the nitty gritty of everything, let's have a talk about how to choose the right platforms for your business. Your decision shouldn't be based just upon the amount of users that each app has. Um, You might think that maybe Instagram has the most or maybe TikTok has the most. I don't even know. So I'm going to go use those platforms because that has the most amount of people on it. You really want to look at the demographics and the psychographics of your ideal customer. In episode one, we talked all about how to find your ideal customer and how to speak to them. So again, going back to that exercise of knowing exactly who your ideal customer is will then put you in a position to know which platform you should be going on. So let's say your business sells like trendy, fashionable clothing that's kind of geared towards Gen Z and millennials even then I would say Instagram and TikTok would probably be a really good fit for you. Um, But if your business provides services to an older crowd, then Facebook might be the way to go. Um, And I would actually say, I would dare to say that TikTok is for all ages because I originally thought it was just something for young people, but a lot of my mum's friends have started going on TikTok and I think the mums and the older generation are actually getting on there now. They've heard about the hype and they want to see what it's all about. And I would actually say TikTok is for all age ranges at this point in time. And who knows, a year or two from now, TikTok might even be here because there's so much chat about it getting removed and everything like that. So that is why it is good to have a multi-channel strategy. You don't want to just put all your eggs in one basket. It is good to grow across at least one or two different channels. Now, going back to what I said earlier, where, you know, it is crucial to understand that social media requires your time and your effort, and it requires a lot of consistency. It's much better to be effective and consistent on a few platforms rather than spreading yourself too thin over all of them. So don't go into this thinking, I need to have an Instagram, a Facebook, a TikTok, a YouTube, a Pinterest. I need to have all the things and I need to be creating content for all of them. And I need to have a blog and I need to have a podcast. (laughs) It's just, it's way too much. So you want to focus on picking one or two platforms that work really well for you. And in my coaching business, this podcast is obviously my number one thing that I put all my effort into. So it's my one piece of long form weekly content that I put out and then I promote this podcast on social media. So I promote it on Instagram and I've just started promoting it on TikTok as well. So I basically have three channels that I am promoting. So through the podcast network, through Instagram, through TikTok. I'm not going to try to stretch myself too thin, especially at the moment where it's just me doing the social media for my business. I don't want to stretch myself so thin that I can't keep up with those platforms. And already it's challenging to keep up with those platforms and the posting schedule that I have. So I definitely wouldn't be putting more pressure on yourself to try to get on all the platforms. You're better off sticking to just even one or two and doing it properly. And you can definitely just stick with one. You don't have to do two channels. 
as long as you have an email list, which I spoke about in my last episode, so that you have a way to contact your customers. So if, for instance, you've put all your eggs into TikTok and the government decides to shut it down and it's not available anymore, you at least have your email list to send out to those customers and send out to that database of people to let them know that you have a new account on Instagram or wherever you choose to go. So now that we've laid the groundwork, let's move on to one of the most exciting parts of our little discussion, and that is how to grow your social media following. First and foremost, quality content is king. Your followers won't engage or share your content if it's not valuable, interesting, or entertaining. It's not just about creating quality content, but it's also about how often you post. So you need both. You need good quality content and you need to post consistently. Consistency is really the key in growing and maintaining your audience. So how often should you post? This is another question that I get asked a lot. And it's really like saying how long is a piece of string? (laughs) Because it's going to be different for every person and it's going to be different for every business. I would say the right amount of times to post is the amount of times you can commit to posting each week. If you can only commit to two times a week, then just do two times a week and be consistent with it. If you can commit to 10 times a week and you can create quality content that's valuable, interesting, or entertaining, then go for it. Post 10 times a week. I wouldn't say that you could possibly post too much because more content is always great as long as it is one of those three things and it's quality. You need to find a schedule that is going to work for you and consistency rules over everything else. Next up, You need to interact with your audience. Social media is a two-way street. It's a platform for conversations. So make sure you respond to comments, ask questions, run polls, host live Q&A sessions. Just do things that make your audience feel like they're valued and they're heard and that you're really brooding for them. Another thing you can do to grow your social media following is to collaborate. So you can partner with influencers or other businesses in your niche, and that can expose you to a wider audience. But remember, you have to be authentic in this process. You want to make sure that the influencers that you align with genuinely align with your values and with your brand and that their followers overlap with your target audience. I actually have next week's episode coming all about collaboration. So stay tuned for that episode if you're interested in learning more about how you can collaborate with influencers and other businesses. Another majorly effective strategy is to run giveaways and contests. Who doesn't love winning free stuff, right? It's an excellent way to encourage engagement and draw attention to your brand. However, again, you have to make sure the contest aligns with your brand and it offers value to your target audience. We find competitions work so incredibly well in my business. One of the most effective ones that we did was a 1.5K giveaway. So we were giving away three $500 vouchers and we ran the competition for a whole month where our followers had to comment, like, yeah, comment and like every post that we posted for that month. And that got us a huge engagement rate. We had so many people commenting on our posts and they weren't just commenting on one post. They had to comment on every single post for the entire month. And we really noticed a huge increase in our engagement and the amount of reach that we had. We were reaching a lot more people in that time frame. You can also run competitions with other businesses to cross promote your businesses, which again, we'll talk about next week. But there are so many ways that running competitions can help grow your following. I think it also makes your followers feel 
really good about your brand. If you're giving things away and they have an opportunity to win, it also makes it seem like you're really generous with what you're offering. And that also builds trust within your brand. And finally, don't forget about the power of hashtags and SEO. Hashtags can make your content discoverable while good SEO practices boost your visibility on search engines. So using hashtags and talking about in your captions, specific keywords that relate to your business will help followers to find you. Just make sure that you don't overuse hashtags. Long gone are the days of using 30 hashtags, which was the limit that you could use. Instagram is now recommending that we use three to five hashtags per post. And I would say probably the same on TikTok. Keep it simple, keep it to the point and keep it relevant to the video that you're posting. And if you're not already doing it, follow Instagram for business. They have an Instagram page and they post a lot of tips on there. They do press releases about what kind of things are going to help you get seen by the algorithm and get pushed to more followers. So definitely follow them because you're hearing it from the horse's mouth that way. (laughs) And I'm sure you'll gain a lot of valuable insight from that. In a fast paced world, time is everything. And for busy business owners like you, efficiency is key. That's why I use Flowdesk, the ultimate email building platform designed to save you time and skyrocket your business success. With Flowdesk, creating stunning emails is a breeze. Say goodbye to complicated interfaces and coding. Flowdesk user-friendly editor empowers you to design captivating emails in minutes. They also have amazing automations which help you to save time and money. If you've ever gotten an email from me, you would have seen the beautiful design as I use Flowdesk for all my emails. Flowdesk offers a vast collection of templates crafted to match your brand's unique style. If you are interested in trying Flowdesk on a free trial, you can go to shakirajade.com forward slash Flowdesk to find out more or use my code shakirajade at checkout to save 50% off your first year. Join myself and thousands of other entrepreneurs who use and trust Flowdesk. So next up, we're going to talk about having a content plan. And this is where the freebie that I mentioned comes into it. So a content plan is your roadmap for what you'll post when and on which platforms. Having a plan really ensures that you can be consistent in your posting and gives you a clear vision of all your social media activities. This plan should include a mix of content types to keep your audience engaged and interested. The first step in this plan is simply to do a brain dump of all the topics and ideas that your audience would be interested in and write them all down. It doesn't matter whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether you think the algorithm will like them. None of that matters. All you need to be thinking about is what your ideal customer would be most interested in, what they need at this point in time and what value you can offer them. No one understands or knows your ideal customer better than you. So you are the perfect person to come up with these ideas. So just set your timer. You can just make it 10 minutes to start out with and then think about what topics interest or excite them. What do they want or need and how are you the solution to those problems that they have? Think about how through your products or your services, they can get the results that they're looking for or the transformation that they're after. And if you get stuck you can use chat GPT. I sometimes do this when I'm having a really big block or, you know, a writer's block or something like that. I'll go on chat GPT just to even give me ideas. Another thing you can do is a website called ask the public, and you can put in what type of industry you're in and it will 
show you a list of questions that people are asking in that industry. So it could be questions around who, what, when, how, where, and then it will give you a list of questions. Then you can take those questions that you know people are asking, that you know are hot topics and turn them into a post or into a podcast or into a video. It's a great way to find out like what are people searching for that is a really hot topic right now. Now I promised a freebie. So if you go to my website, go to shakirajcom forward slash content calendar, I actually have a content calendar download for you that you can go through and put all of your content into. It is a three month content calendar. It also has a little brain dump section. So you can do your little brain dump, put all of your ideas in there. And that way you can transfer your ideas over into your content calendar and keep the ones that you're not currently going to use in your brain dump section. I'll also include a link to the content planner in my show notes, but you guys are going to love it. It's going to make your life so much easier being able to plan out all of your posts in advance. Now, I also want to mention how important it is to have KPIs in your social media business. Now, I also want to mention how important it is to have KPI metrics for your social media. If you've listened to my previous podcast about creating a scorecard, this would be a perfect place to store this data. And this is what we actually do. We only review it monthly, but we put all the data in from the previous month, such as our followers, our reach, how many reels we posted, what our engagement rate was like. And then we go back through, we analyze all of the content. We look at what performed the best. We try to work out where we got the most amount of followers from or what type of content brought in the most amount of followers and just look for anything that we can see is performing well so that we're able to try to recreate more of that content for future posts. It's really important to regularly monitor your KPIs so that you can understand what's working and what's not, and then you can adjust your strategy as needed. So now that we've got our strategy in place, Let's shift gears to talk about one of the most impactful advancements in social media marketing, and that is paid advertising. Now, I'm going to start out by saying if you are new to business or you don't have a lot of budget for marketing, you're just trying to get by, I would not recommend starting out with paid advertising. This is definitely something that you want to do once you've got a bit of a following, once you've kind of got the hang of social media and you have the budget to spend towards it because it's not necessarily the cheapest thing. It used to be really cheap. It was so amazing a few years ago, but now the cost has gone up quite a bit. So you want to make sure that you're at a point where you're able to invest in advertising, but it is also an absolute game changer. When you are able to invest in advertising, it becomes like a tap that you can just switch on when you need more clients and switch off when you don't need clients. It's truly incredible. And one of the beauties of social media advertising is its incredible targeting capabilities. So you can target people based on their location, their demographics, their interests, their behavior. You can even create lookalike audiences, which mimic your best existing customers. So the level of targeting that you can do with social media really improves the effectiveness of your ads. And again, this is why it's such a better way than traditional forms of advertising, such as being in the newspaper or being on TV, where you may have control of location, but that's about it. You're not able to target the specific people that you're looking for. Now, if you've ever looked into advertising, there are several types of ads. There's simple boosted posts where you can just boost a post and see what happens, or there's complex retargeting campaigns that go deep. 
very, very deep. <laughs> Knowing which one to use depends really on your objective. So boosted posts are great for just increasing engagement and reach, especially if you're just starting out and you want to try to throw a few dollars in and see what happens, see what kind of return you get. You can, of course, do a boosted ad, but that is definitely not something I'd recommend doing long term. You really, if you want to start advertising, then you really need to learn how to do it yourself, either by doing a course or finding out the information online, making sure that you're really educated in doing ads, or you can outsource to a company to do them for you. I did my own Facebook ads for a very long time and I did my own Google ads as well. And that really did serve me well in the earlier stages of my business because I was able to get those ads out there, get more customers and it didn't actually cost a lot. So definitely if you want to do it yourself in the beginning, there is nothing wrong with that. And I would definitely recommend giving it a go yourself. Now, if you are someone who is very overwhelmed by tech, you don't have the time, you, you have the money to invest and you don't have the time, then I would definitely recommend reaching out to someone who can help you with your ads or at least just help you get them set up and let them run for a couple of months. So that way you've got something going at all times. Another thing I want to touch on as well is if you have an e-commerce business, you want to make sure that you are utilizing social media commerce. Um, this involves selling your products directly through social media platforms. So people don't even need to leave the app that they're in. They can purchase your products. They can shop your online store and they don't even need to leave the app. It's quite revolutionary for the e-commerce landscape. So if you have an e-commerce business and you're not currently on there, make sure you do that. And even if you do have a service-based business, if you sell any types of products, in your business, like for instance, you know, I own a hair salon, we sell hair products, make sure you have those hair products on an online store. Anything you might sell in your brick and mortar store, make sure that you've got that online. So you're really targeting customers from both ends of the spectrum. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We did cover a lot of ground today and we talked about how you could get a great return on your investment using social media, how to choose the right platforms and how to create content. And don't forget to go download your free content calendar. It's shakirajade.com forward slash content calendar. And it's also going to be linked in the show notes, but get that content calendar and start filling it out. Start being an organized, planned queen with all your social media planned out for the next three months. And I guarantee it will reduce your stress and overwhelm when it comes to social media. Now I'm going to talk about my favorite things. I always love this segment of the podcast because it's fun to talk about something a little bit different to business or a little bit lighthearted. So my favorite thing this week is going to be education. The reason I say that is because I just signed up to get a new qualification. I'm going to be a life coach. So I'm not actually going to become a life coach, <laughs> but that is what I am studying just because I found being a business coach and coaching people is kind of a little bit like life coaching because sometimes we talk about business, sometimes we talk about life, and a lot of what we talk about is mindset based. So I really want to help my clients to get better results in their business and just in their life in general. And sometimes I find when I'm coaching people, we come up with this great plan. We come up with something that I know is absolutely going to change their business and it's going to help them so much and it's going to give them the outcome that they're looking for. And we leave the call and go away and they don't do anything about it. <laughs> and then they come back 
the next week or the next fortnight and nothing's changed. They haven't done anything about it. And what I really want to learn is how to motivate people to take action, how to not just come up with a plan and the strategy behind it, but how to really motivate my clients to take action and make things happen. Because for me personally, that's the most satisfying thing. When we come up with a strategy, they go away and execute it. They come back and tell me like how well it's working and all these things. It's so exciting for me. So I really want to understand the psychology behind that more. And I want to make sure that I can just really help people with what I'm doing. So my life coaching course also has three extra parts attached to it, which is um, NLP. So neuro-linguistic programming. If you haven't heard of it, it is so fascinating. This is something that Tony Robbins talks a lot about. He has studied it and he teaches it a lot in his teachings. It's basically how you can kind of reframe your thoughts, reframe your mind to give you better outcomes. So it's really fascinating and I'm so excited to be studying that. And then I'm also studying a section on entrepreneurship and leadership as well, because I am a business coach. I really want to make sure I can be a really amazing leader and I can coach people to be amazing leaders themselves. So I'm just really excited about it. It's something new. I haven't studied anything in a very, very long time, possibly since I was a teenager. Maybe I haven't done any kinds of in-depth courses. This is something that's done online, but it's going to take me anywhere from six to 18 months to complete it. I have to attend webinars. It's like going back to school, which is kind of exciting. I just really want to continue to learn and to grow as a person. And I'm so interested in psychology and everything like that. So I think it's going to be really great. And my point in telling you this is, yes, education is one of my favorite things, but I just want to say that it's never too late to do something different. It's never too late. Don't ever think like I've already been doing this for so long. How could I do something different? How could my life be different? It is never, ever too late. I have been in the hairdressing, makeup, beauty industry since I was 15 years old and I am now 36 years old and I am going into a different industry, which is business coaching. And I'm studying life coaching, which is completely left of field from doing hairdressing and doing hair extensions. So I just want to say that if you are doing something that maybe doesn't light you up anymore, or you're not passionate about, there is nothing wrong with starting again or with redirecting your career or your business in a different way. And just remember that just because you've been doing something for a while, or just because you're currently doing something doesn't mean you have to do it forever or that you're stuck and that you can never grow. So I just wanted to share that little piece of advice with you guys. And I hope that you go out and do something different, find something you're passionate about. If you've lost your passion for what you're currently doing and just remember it's never too late to start again and try something different. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and I'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it or got some value from it, please share it with a friend who you think might like it also. If you're feeling extra generous, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to reach more people and spread my message to those who need it the most when growing their business. Thanks once again, and I'll see you here next week.